Welcome to the Live Long, Lead Well broadcast. I'm Dr. Mark Jones, your host, and today's subject is Where is My Motivation? Stay tuned. First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 58 Therefore my beloved brethren be steadfast immovable always abounding in the work of the Lord knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain Whenever I read that scripture I like to highlight several things that are in case therein. It says, be steadfast, immovable, and I love these two words, always abounding. I'm here to tell you today that as believers, we should always be abounding in our work, the work that we do for the Lord, whether it's in a secular context or whether it's in the sacred context. We should always be abounding and advancing and doing greater and greater work, whether it's creative or intellectual work, business work. We should always be abounding. You know, I know a lot of people that have an abundance of creativity and knowledge, but I see a lot of people that lack motivation. And today, our subject of discussion is where is my motivation? And I'm hoping that I can share something with you today that will help you to isolate the reasons that you perhaps don't have the kind of motivation that you should have when it comes to following through with your goals, your dreams, and the things that you are working on. You know, one of the main reasons that many people lack motivation, I call it, is because of a paralysis of analysis. Could it be that you're overthinking things just a little bit too much? You know, I find a lot of people uh, get themselves stuck in their head because they overthink everything. What if, what if, what if, what if? And because they overthink things, they tend to somehow begin to sabotage their ability to be decisive and to be directional and to be determined and to create that kind of momentum that's necessary in order to make them feel like they're moving in the right direction. So be mindful not to overthink things because in the overthinking, there is an undermining of your motivation. You know, another reason I believe that people lose their motivation is because uh, there's an essence of defeating idealizations that uh, come in because of the things that they're looking at and focusing on. You know, for example, I'm, I'm very mindful to not be a follower of bad news. Uh, I'm on social media, but whenever people are being negative or the confessions are, are anti-biblical, anti-God, or when it's things that are being communicated that are of a negative source, 
I unfollow it, I, I, I unplug from it, because those images of defeat and negativity, uh, see, we don't realize, but those are the kind of things that begin to creep their way into your personal experience and begin to undermine even your own motivation. You know, another reason people lose motivation is because um, there's a lot of procrastination that takes place because many are perfectionists. Now, I, I want to make a very clear distinction between these two terms, and I really want you to think about it. There's a difference between being of an excellent spirit and being a perfectionist. Those are two very, very, very different things. You know, in the book of Daniel, it says that in this Daniel was found an excellent spirit. Excellence is reflective of our worship of God. In other words, you will see who we worship by how we work. So you see, excellence is reflective. It is a reflective quality. You will see God in the worshiper in how the worshiper works. But now perfectionism, I believe, is attached to the spirit of pride. And wherever there is perfectionism, there will be procrastination and also a loss sometimes of motivation. Because if I can't do everything perfectly right the first time, then I'm not even motivated to do anything at all. So all three of those are fatal when it comes to endeavoring to move forward in your life. You know, if you're going to move forward to effective living, then you have to be able to recognize and recover from the deficits that these images in the world have created, images of failure, and images that are just not consistent with who we are and what we have been told we can do. We, we can do exceedingly abundantly uh, above what's going on in the world because there's an exceeding abundant spirit that's working on the inside of us. We have to also learn to respect process because one of the reasons that many people lose motivation is because they don't respect that anything truly worth accomplishing has a process attached to it that most people are not willing to go through. So learn to respect the process associated with your goals, with your dreams, with your ambitions. And, and speaking of ambition, make sure that we get rid of vain ambitions. You know, and, and I mean ambitions that in essence are all about the pride of life and trying to become something or to possess something in order to compensate for a, a lack of understanding our own worth. Okay, We have to also be mindful to get over uh, the fear of pain, the fear uh, of adversity. We need to get over the fear of suffering because, quite frankly, without pain, without adversity, without suffering, without some sense of, term, of uh, turmoil, uh, I've never seen anything truly great ever created without a process. And we've got to learn to embrace that process and go toward those difficulties that are contained therein. Now, also resign yourself from comparing yourself to other people. You see, if you compare yourself to other people, you will very quickly and very easily lose your motivation. Don't compare yourself to other people. You know, in many instances, your lack of motivation will 
centralized in a few areas. Uh, first of them, no sense of value. In other words, I want you to think about this. Minus your bank account, minus your home, minus your vehicle, minus uh, the, the paycheck. What's your net worth? What are you worth minus all of the things that most people run after? You see, if your value is attached to material things, or if your value is attached to human accomplishment, then you'll very easily lose motivation if those things are not there. Okay? So no sense of value, no sense of self-esteem, no confidence in your God-given abilities. Another thing that will cause you to lose motivation is that you haven't endeavored to become definitive in your goals. What are you aiming at? Write this down. All over the place is not a strategy. I'm going to say that again. All over the place is not a strategy. You see, another reason that people lack motivation is because they're not feeling that they're making progress. They don't understand that in order to get ahead, listen to this, the best way to get ahead is to get started. Start small, you know, learn how to enjoy small successes and, and it's your embracing and enjoyment of those small successes that will constantly cause your confidence to begin to build. Now remember, if those things are an issue, then you're going to lack motivation. So I'm going to give you some practical keys to making sure that your motivation remains at an all-time high. You know, and I speak as a as an individual, and there are many things that I'm I'm working on and moving toward, and and uh, I feel like I have to accomplish with my life before it's all over. But I never lose motivation because I learn some things that uh, through practicing them, they keep my motivation at an all-time high. I'm going to also say that I personally don't need anything externally to motivate me. Because when your vision is clear, when your goals are clear, when your purpose is clear, then your motivation comes from an internal source and not external sources. I want you to write that down. I want you to remember that. And that's why being clear about your vision, about your goals, about your purpose, that's why being clear about those things is so very important to your process. Now, the first thing that I, I really want you to get a hold of, if you want to keep your motivation at an all-time high, you have to get a hold of your thought life. Proverbs 23, verse 7 says, As a man thinketh in his heart, so he becomes. So it's important that you get a hold of your thought life. You know, what are you meditating on in your thought life? Okay? you got to learn, and I, I recommend that you learn to practice introspection and, and positive meditation. And, and as the scripture says, be still and know that I am God. Learn to practice stillness before the Lord as a part of your daily habit. Now, another thing that I find to be important to remain motivated is to draw upon strength that I find in Christ. You know, Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So I've learned to draw upon the strength, not my own strength. You see, matter of fact, many reasons that believers and, and those of us that are endeavoring to get things accomplished become frustrated 
is because we're in our own strength. Frustration is an evidence that you're operating in your own strength and not the strength that source provides. Now, you have to also, if you want to maintain your your motivation, you've got to begin to see that God really is with you. You know, in Psalm 18:29, it says, "In your strength I can crush an army. With my God I can scale any wall." You know, when you go out to accomplish whatever it is you're working toward accomplishing, do you have a visual image that God is with you? That God is working with you to accomplish the things that you're endeavoring to accomplish? Or is it just you? Is it just you in your own power, in your own strength, and with your own resources? Now, I also admonish you to firm up your plans. Proverbs 16.3 said, Ask the Lord to bless your plans and you will become successful in carrying them out. You know, I always say it this way, God will bless your plans, but you have to have them. And so make sure you firm up your plans be, be sure about what you want, because then you'll be able to, to detect the difference between an opportunity and a distraction. Now, you got to also commit yourself to something. You know, in Revelations 13, 5, the word says, I, I know all the things you do, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were one or the other. You got to commit yourself to something. You know, there's so many people that want to accomplish great things but won't commit to anything. And and we need to commit and believe that it doesn't matter where I commit, God will meet me in my commitment and bring me to completion. I'm going to say that again. No matter where I commit, God, the good shepherd, will meet me in my commitment and bring me on to completion. Now, another key is this. In order to get started or to get ahead, you just got to get started. In order to get ahead, you just got to get started. You got to start moving in the direction of that which you are purposed towards. Very important. You know, here's another key, and I highly recommend this one. Surround yourself with optimists. There's a scripture in 1 Corinthians 15, that says, Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Now, what that tells me is that I have to be very selective about who I surround myself with. So you need to surround yourself with optimists. I want you to think about this. Was our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ an optimist or a pessimist? You know, think about when he did the miracle with the, with the, the thousands of individuals and he fed them. He started with two fish and five loaves. And and the scripture said that he lifted them and blessed them and thanked the Father for them, and they began to multiply. That sounds very optimistic to me. That doesn't sound pessimistic at all. Now, another key, be flexible. Lose your pride and your rigidity. That's very important. Be flexible. There's so many people that the reason they lose their motivation is because when things don't happen, how they think they should happen, then they begin to lose hope and they don't allow for the kind of elasticity in their plans that will cause them to be able to remain focused when things don't go the way they thought they should have gone. Be flexible. Now, remember this also. You have to focus also on your personal development okay 
1 Timothy 4.15 says, Practice these things, immerse yourself in them so that all may see your progress. So we have to learn to focus on our own personal development because things can only go as well as you are. And that's why we should focus on well-being and then from well-being, we will be able to do well or create well or produce well. But we have to make a focus of well-being. Now, lastly, it's very important that you have a clear revelation of who you are within the context of the life that you have been given. Because where there's revelation, you can focus your concentration. You know, Paul the Apostle says in Romans eleven thirteen, I'm talking to you Gentiles, notice a specific group of people, inasmuch as I am the apostle to the Gentiles, I take pride in my ministry, or I don't magnify my office. And that tells me that he had a hearty sense and revelation of who he was within the context of his assignment. You know, I'm telling you there's no reason that you should not have and hold an abundance of motivation. And I believe that these keys that I've given you today will help you to create and to craft the kind of disciplines that will help you to remain focused and fervent and motivated in your mission. Now, I want to remind you that if you go to Amazon.com and click search Dr. Mark T. Jones, I have companion resources to today's encouragement. Look for my publication, Thoroughly Enjoying Your Life Assignment. It's available by Kindle Reader and by audiobook. And don't forget if you're interested in getting Dr. Mark Jones to be a part of your next speaking engagement, reach out to us at 888-538-3577 or you can reach me at www.centerformanifestation.com Now I want you to remember that it is the will of the Lord that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. May you have an abundance of motivation, an abundance of peace, an abundance of joy, and an abundance of prosperity. Until we meet next time, May you live long and lead well.